This podcast is brought to you by Watchword Security. Watchword provides security services to those who own or manage property. We're a values-based organisation who focus on the customer experience. If you need a security team that you can rely on, Watchword can help. And, and I think that obviously reflecting on what you've done is a lot easier than being in the moment, which again kind of links into the whole purpose of the podcast. You, you listen to someone like Paul, he he decided he wasn't going to have a normal job. If you've got a, got a degree in from Oxford in Russian and French, I think it was, you know, you've got options, you've got a serious amount of options. And he he decided to take risk. Welcome to the Watchword podcast, reflecting on life's big decisions and the factors behind them. In this episode, we do something slightly different. I spent time talking with Jimmy Clark from our first episode about why I created the Watchword podcast, what I hope to achieve, and some of the key lessons from our first four episodes, in which we have spoken to Paul Mather, who was one of Deliveroo's first employees, Stuart Lancaster, the former head coach of the England rugby team, and Hugh Keir a veteran of the Parachute Regiment who completed seven operational tours in the army. We hope you enjoy it. Mark, thank you for inviting me to host one of what is effectively your podcast on the the Watchword podcast. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing a bit about what you've taken away from um, some of the interviews that you've done so far. Yeah, James, thank you very much. Thanks for thanks for joining me. I don't know why I called you James. Uh, it's a bit formal. Thank you, Jimmy. You can you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's crack straight into it. So we 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 were discussing um, prior to this um, this call um, the guests that you've had on, and we're going to tackle them slightly out of order because I was the the first guest that you had. But we were going to talk about uh, Paul Mather first of all. Um, how do you know Paul? Yeah, so um, I know Paul from from Sandhurst. We were in the same company. We went to Sandhurst at the same time in 2010, September 2010. Um, and we kind of knew each other loosely. Um, obviously, there's 100 people in a company, so you don't know people in other platoons that well. And Paul was in another platoon. So we just said hello and I knew I knew his background and and so on. The reason that we connected to do the podcast is just that I've we've kind of kept in touch via via LinkedIn and social media, and just I just knew what he was up to with regards to to Deliveroo. Um, but I guess he's one of these people who I when I was coming up with because this it's taken me a while to decide to do a podcast, even though it's been an aspiration for for years like a, a large number of years to be honest because I've taken so much value from podcasts and I enjoy the medium so much um so when I made a list of people of targets if you like um of people who I who I thought would be great to talk to I knew that Paul had left the army and gone on to do you know quite impressive and interesting things at Deliveroo which is a real change from the military so he was on that list and uh, yeah, it was just a consideration when I was thinking, you know, back in the days of just having an aspiration of doing this before actually getting around to doing it. So, so yeah, I think it's, it's interesting to, to when I made that list and it, 
and to think about the aspirations of making the podcast, you know, and the motivation behind it. Um, I know you've done it yourself. So did you did you have particular aspirations when you when you were thinking about doing it? Yeah, I've, I've got I've, I've got two uh, on the go at the moment and I've got planned for another one. And I think it's really nice that you actually said that the reason that you started yours was because you wanted to you basically wanted to give back some of that value that you feel you've received um, yeah. from other people's podcasts. And that that's very noble. Mine mine were more. I think maybe more creatively driven, more about um, exploring a new medium. And, you know, I'm a talker, so it comes pretty naturally to me doing this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I like interviewing people. I like finding out information from people and finding out how how they think so that I can I can try and help other people who I meet who have a similar thought pattern to that. Like it's a good way of um sounds odd but kind of almost like exposing personality types so that you can recognize them in the future and you can you know how you can motivate them or how you can get the best from them or how you can give them value and and you know yeah i i suppose that's kind of partly why i did it that that's yeah. quite a long-winded way of way of saying things but yeah. i mean when when you invited paul onto the program was that because you wanted is that do you find Paul inspirational or what or did what what value are you trying to give to people by presenting Paul or by kind of by by interviewing him? Yeah. So I guess without going into the specifics of, of Paul uh, yet, I would say that overall you could talk about the, the podcast in that sense overall, because th that's like it's the great question. It's like the whole point of doing it. Every single person that I have on, I find inspirational um, because you go through life and you meet these people who've achieved things that I, I think are impressive. And not only that, but they're, they're interesting people. The way that they have plotted and planned their way through life, I find very interesting. And if you listen to their explanations of what they did and why, there's loads to take away from it when then planning your own path you know and that in terms of the the explanation the the tagline of the podcast you know that's that's the whole purpose it's so that when you listen to people like Paul Mather or Stuart Lancaster Hugh Hugh Keir yourself Jimmy um and the other episodes that we've got coming up which I'm really excited about if I'd listened to these podcasts 10 years ago I would have made different decisions and that's that's what I'm trying to achieve. I'm trying to inform people and it doesn't have to be in their in their youth, although that's when these key decisions are often made. It could be at any age, but it's just demonstrating different paths, different considerations and uh, uh, with a view to helping people do the same when they have to make those big decisions, which are often quite, quite difficult. So um, essentially the podcast is an attempt to try to positively influence people when they're making big decisions would you say that's like an accurate description yes and yeah. and also potentially maybe drawing on on the subjects that you interview drawing on their experiences to try to help people maybe see a bit of themselves in those people and to see how they can kind of almost like activate the, that side of their character maybe yes 100 percent. because that's because that's what's happened uh, to me. I've made some big calls, uh, some of them fairly recent in terms of setting up a business, um, leaving the world of full-time employment um, to, 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 to launch that business. 
and then also to launch the podcast because I'll be honest it doesn't feel that comfortable doing it broadcast recording what you're doing and then broadcasting it to the world it doesn't feel completely natural to me you're you are a bit of a thespian I can imagine you sort of frolicking on the stage with your <laughs> yeah, with the back of your hands on your forehead um you know striking a pose um but it doesn't feel that natural to me and so I'm uh, but that's not a reason not to do it. You know, you're seeking discomfort. And this is one of the things that you kind of take away from some of these, the lessons that even in the short time that we've we've been doing them so far. Being uncomfortable is kind of where you need to be. Um, if you're going to if you're going to get good at something and you're going to you're going to grow, then you need to get uncomfortable sometimes. And, and that's where I currently am, Jimmy. <laughs> well, that, that, but it's funny. It's it's nice that you said that because our thoughts were aligned there. You know, you to to you need to be to grow is is uncomfortable. It, it you know you it, and it takes you know nourishment and it takes patience and it does take a bit of action and that's how you grow. And I think that that's it. Sounds like that's what you're you're looking for. It sounds to me like these podcasts uh, that you've listened to previously and that are influencing how you're making these and the questions you're asking, it's a bit like you're trying to provide like additional guidance to people who are making difficult decisions and maybe don't have support kind of readily available. Does that, does that sound right? Or maybe that's wrong? Yeah, no, I'd say that's fair. So I would say that making making a lot of these decisions the world the world of work the world of education um and the world of work in particular depending on what your profession is um it can be quite a lonely place if you're trying to make big decisions because you, you have a job you're paid to do that job the people that you work with um probably aren't going to be that deeply involved in your big in your decision making because it might involve leaving the company for example um so who do you speak to? You speak to your friends and family who will have um, a, a degree of experience. You might be lucky and you've got some real uh, experts or people with a lot of experience who can give you really sound advice. But I just don't think there's any substitute for what my aspiration is, which is a bank of hundreds of these episodes where you listen to them out of interest, but they become... The kind of fabric that you use to influence your decision making so i i i don't know I, i'm just thirsty for information i think that's I, I guess that's that's another way of looking at it it's not so much that i yeah i i i just love hearing other people's opinions thoughts plans etc and and so, so it's kind of about having almost like a library of other people's experiences and advice that you can add to your own. And then there's also like this element of like more input, you know, you're, you're kind of constantly looking for more good ideas and more um, analysis so that you can make better decisions. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and in addition to trying to produce content that's good, that does the individual justice is, is kind of the aim that I've come up with. Um, I also take a lot out of it anyway, just through going through the process. So you're kind of thinking, well, I want to make sure that this is good, but also in doing it, in speaking to these people, you kind of think you just find little, you know, I, I'm, I'm a listener just like anyone else. I'm listening to what they're saying as well as trying to do a reasonable job of hosting it. 
well, hopefully better than reasonable. You should be doing an amazing job of posting it, Mark. Well, yeah, Jimmy, yeah, that's the difference between you and I. But <laughs> that's not you know, true. I know that you, I'm sure you strive for excellence more than I do. Oh, no, I am. I am. But yeah, I just, um, you know, it, ta- it takes time. It's a new skill. It is a new skill. And, um, and even what I've noticed is that the guys who are similar age to me um, have been a lot more straightforward for me. When you're talking to someone who has 20, 30 years on your level of experience, it's a, it's a different ballgame and you need, to, you need to approach it differently. But, but I think each episode is, in, is improving. So, so overall, you, you, know, you can't, be, can't be too hard on yourself, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's the motivation. And yeah, your description of a library of information, of decision-making by people who've achieved what I consider to be impressive things, that's, that's exactly right. And it doesn't have to be, it, at the moment, the focus is very military um because they're the people who generally have really made me stop in my tracks i guess and kind of think like wow this is this is an impressive individual um or someone that i that um you know that i find it, yeah inspirational that that's where i've seen the most inspiration but it's actually everywhere you just need to find it and um and that's the aim that's the aim all, all walks of life at the moment, it's all very one-sided. It's all very male. It's very military. Um, but I plan on changing that, and I'm tr- I'm trying hard to change that um, daily. Well, great. I mean, I mean, it'd be fascinating to hear a, a more diverse group of people discussing their their own kind of experiences and how they overcome challenges or what motivated them to make their decisions and how uh, you know everyone can learn from everyone else's experiences really kind of regardless of the field you know if, if you get if, if your interest is hairdressing or your interest is being an astronaut you know you, you can still listen to podcasts and listen to interviews by athletes or chefs and you can still take a lot take a lot away so it'd be it'd be good if you could introduce a more kind of diverse cast um into your podcast yeah that's uh, that is the plan it's just a question of um it takes it takes time you know initially you're you're starting from a your start point is zero zero background zero credibility um but with with perseverance then i think we will we will get there and have a, a diverse range of guests and provide people with 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 more information so that so that you know that they they can find they can find their own path from that information. Yeah. So if you're a, a listener who's just coming to the podcast, what can you kind of expect to find? Are you going kind of thematically or are you introducing individuals and letting them tell their story? What, what are you, how are you kind of approaching the podcast? Um, the, the aim is to try and look at, look at the, this is why it's challenging with people who are more experienced because what I'm interested in first is, the their sort of behavioral patterns and what they're interested in in their youth because i think that's what influences your decision making initially and you obviously you make some very big decisions when you're pretty young so in in your case for example we talked a lot about responsibility and service and and that was exhibited in your behavior when you were young um, yeah. and so uh, the idea being that the listener can think well actually I'm a bit like that. I, I kind of 
take a lot of responsibility. I'm, I'm a prefect at school or um, I'm responsible for this or that, um, you know, so that they'll see some some correlation. So that's the first step. The idea is to is to look at the, the youth of the individual because that influenced their initial decision making. And then beyond that, when they get older and they've made some interesting and big decisions, then just to look at how that impacted them, what the outcomes were. Often there's just they're just cool stories a lot of the time. Um, and then what the outcomes of those big decisions were and how they move forward and, and what their aspirations are now. So hopefully that gives a bit of an explanation. But yeah, in terms of, there's also an extent to which I'm just sort of winging it. I, I just wanted to do it. I was, I was tired of thinking about it um, and I just wanted to make it happen. And so is it the finished article? No, could I have planned it better? Yes. Um, is the structure perfect? Definitely not. But but we're up and running, and so that's good enough for me at this stage. Well, and of course, an eighty percent solution now is better than a hundred percent solution too late, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So on on sort of moving on from the kind of conceptual reasons why you've got the podcast, do you want to talk through some of the episodes and what you've maybe taken away, or your your sort of top three um, like points about each one? Yeah, definitely. So if we start with Paul, so Paul. Um, Paul is naturally an intelligent person. I think that's one thing that came across. He's he's thoughtful, he's diligent, he did well at school, and as a result, he went to um, Oxford, I believe. Um, so, and by his own admission, you know, that's that's there's an element of luck there. It's an element of uh, good fortune, um, and the fact that he's been he's been put in a position by his by his parents and so on. So. That's the sort of context around around Paul, because he is he's a, a very intelligent guy. And the word that I would there are there are several words, but the words that I would I would say or, or one in particular would be strategic. And also measured. That's what that's what really came across to me from Paul. He he thinks things through in advance with quite a high degree of effectiveness and he's measured he's not hugely emotional um which is which i i'm talking about that as a benefit because you know you don't want emotion to get too involved in your decision making and yeah i i i just it's impressive to go to oxford university and then in your final year just go i'm going to join the army as an officer that's not that common you know with no military connections that's an interesting decision uh, and and a pretty good well just I'm impressed by that decision I think it's good and then he went to Sandhurst and by his own admission uh, he, well he did he did completely fine at Sandhurst and then found Brecon really challenging which is an interesting story to hear because um, I would imagine that he hadn't struggled that much prior if you're academically so effective but and then to apply yourself at, at Deliveroo and there's some failures there's some significant setbacks that he had prior to delivery you know he was unsuccessful um to begin with but it didn't deter him which again i think is impressive because because a lot of people especially if your background is is that strong would have said uh okay i'm not going to work for you but paul persevered and um so yeah strategic measured and also i'd say there's an element of, of being like a little bit gifted too because 
because when you, I would say Paul's like kind of slightly ahead of the curve and I include myself in the curve. So yeah, that would be my summary of, of Paul. I don't know if you, if you have any thoughts on that. He sounds like a fascinating guy. Um, I, I'm interested to, to know without kind of, without going into too much detail, without sort of spoiling um, the episode, I'm interested to know where you think he gets his drive from to overcome the difficulties that he's overcome because if you look at somebody and you say they're very strategic you might or a listener might think well if you're strategic then you would avoid difficulties or you would avoid yeah these setbacks but actually it sounds to me like you think of him as strategic almost as a result of how he has responded to setbacks do you think he's got a bigger picture or do you think he's got something driving him? What? What? How do you think he's kind of overcome those setbacks and why? He's he's strategic, but he's not risk averse. So he's he's taken risks, and with risks come setbacks. So, um, yeah, and and I think that obviously reflecting on what you've done is a lot easier than being in the moment, which again kind of links into the whole purpose of the podcast. You, you listen to someone like Paul. He he decided he wasn't going to have a normal job. If you've got a, got a degree in from Oxford in Russian and French, I think it was, you know, you've got options. You've got a serious amount of options. And he he decided to take risk and join the army. So, um, so, there's, uh, an, so there's an example of someone who's taken an uncommon path. Yeah. Does that, does that apply to someone like, say, Stuart Lancaster? Was he in the same position? Yes. Yes. So now we're into the realms of someone who is way more experienced than than you and I. So, um, so it's it's almost like Paul. Paul feels like more of a known quantity. Paul, uh, but Stuart Lancaster has operated on a on a different level to to you and I. Um, yeah. Well, I, I think that's fair to say. I yeah. Mean, you, you mean, you mean in done... terms of seniority and in terms of pressure. To in, in on a on a kind of global as a global presence do you mean like that yeah yeah i mean i would say you've operated under as much pressure but well probably more actually but just in a different environment so i just as a, as a caveat but but the Stuart, um you know he's he's a teacher and that that has shaped his his purpose and his purpose is to impart knowledge develop people um, and to improve and to win, you know, that's, that's his mentality. And you, the two words that really, that when I sort of thought about it afterwards, the two words that summed him up for me were resilience and determination. And I know they're kind of, you know, sound maybe like cliches or sound bites, but there were just no other two words. It's as simple as that. It, to, to operate at the elite level of sport is a tough environment um, where you're judged almost exclusively on on outcomes and nothing else really matters. You you, you have to win. And so, um, and obviously not all coaches can win all the time. There are factors that are beyond your control and sometimes things go well and, and sometimes they don't. And so, but yeah, the level of resilience that is required and that is built up through that experience, you know, he left... Uh, he was a, a rugby player and teacher up until the age of sort of 30 odd. 
And then, and this is what someone who got in touch with me and gave feedback on the episode. They said they couldn't believe that he'd gone from um, that point, age 30 or 31, retiring from rugby and being a teacher to being England head coach in 11 years. And that's just a testament to, in my opinion, again, resilience and determination. And that's that's a really interesting point. He, he is. Sorry, Mark, sorry to butt in. It's a really interesting point you've raised there because you described Stuart as a teacher. And then you said that the, the, the words that that stuck with you, you know, the things that came to mind were resilience and determination. And for me, I wouldn't necessarily describe a teacher as being resilient. And it's amazing how he's obviously um, he's taken something he's very good at and he's applied himself on a world stage to, to try and achieve, you know, his goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing that he's really focused on is his leadership. So the, the words that Stuart, was, his interest, his passion is, is leadership and coaching. And I've, uh, his whole his whole thing, you know, LinkedIn, the content he distributes for free, um, the approach that he's taken to uh, Leinster and the success that Leinster have had, his background in between um, England and there where he, where he went to a really large number of different professional clubs and had a different experience of coaching. And he's just seeking learning and development for himself, which he then imparts to his team at every level of his journey, even though he's um, been in the, been in the profession, been in the game for for decades, and I, and I I would I would love to be in that position when you're in your around about fifty, and you're still you're still just relentlessly pursuing information, excellence, coaching, leadership. You know, I think there's an element to which when you get to that point, some people start to maybe take their foot, foot off the gas. Um, and, and that's what I found really impressive. Um, I mean, just listening to you describing him is is exciting. You know, he's inspiring me right now and I'm sat here talking to you. I mean, that's just an incredible testament to, to his character and to his achievements that you can explain them and I can I can get that that surge of kind of excitement and optimism that, that he must be an incredible person. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and, and I only, I also think it's interesting that he came on the, on the podcast, you know, I, I just think that's a testament because you kind of think about his position and the fact that I, I am a, a guy who sent him a message on LinkedIn and how many other people must be doing that and to then take the time. And, and it's not an insignificant amount of time to then come and come on the podcast and be interviewed and stuff like that because because he that he saw a sort of degree of affinity with what with what I'm doing so it means a lot and I and I'll I'll never forget that it's um it's just very very cool that he came on the podcast the only thing I would say is that um you know it was it wasn't easy from the perspective as of sort of hosting and interviewing because I'm pretty new to this activity so so yeah but um but yeah it's a great episode you should listen to it um add Stuart on LinkedIn and look at all the content he produces because leadership is the same in sports as in business as in the military um it's it's the same in any walk of life 
it's just sort of different levels of intensity. And so speaking about leadership, um, you, you've interviewed Hugh Keir as well. Can you tell yeah. us a bit about Hugh? Yeah, so Hugh was in the parachute regiment. He was a soldier. He joined the army. He signed up in 1999 and then did around about 11 years. And so we talked before. So I get I get excited about talking to people like Hugh. And so we've, uh, Hugh, you've not met Hugh. I've only connected with him through through LinkedIn and actually through a podcast that he does himself. Um, but he's of this generation of people who did many, many tours of um, Iraq and Afghanistan and some other locations as well. And I just find them deeply impressive. It's pretty much as simple as that. You know, he did seven tours in 11 years. And when you take into account mission specific training, you know, you post tour leave, the, that operational tempo is just phenomenal. And, and I think that the people who've done stuff like that, they're just inspirational. They're inspirational to sort of spend time with anyway, you know, just to, just to sort of, just to be around. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big conversation talking about all of that kind of stuff, but he, but he, yeah, so he was in the parachute regiment, 11 years, lots of tours, lots of challenges and, and is then kind of forging his own path with his podcast, which, um, which is great. And he's done many episodes now, sort of slightly different, um, model, very well, very laid back, chilled out, lots of stories, very military or veteran focused, um, but he's an inspirational guy, and again, another guy who's taken time um, out of his day for you know for for no particular gain, just just a a great guy. And yeah, I mean that many tours and that much experience. I, d- I don't know about you, Jimmy, because you 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 know you've done two tours yourself. You've got a lot, uh, you know, plenty of operational experience. Do you do you kind of relate to what I'm saying about that this kind of generation of people that I'm, much? I'm absolutely amazed and in awe of someone who could put themselves through that much um, uh, excitement, adventure, trauma, horror, exhaustion, euphoria. I'm I, in in such a short period of time. I'm just gobsmacked. I, I'm I and and to be honest, Mark. I'm jealous. Um, uh, you know, in a, in a way, I think that there's a type of person, and Hugh obviously is that that type of person who who wants to get out there and wants to wants to get some, wants to go do it, whatever it is they they want to get out there. And I'm sure you've got listeners of your podcast who have never been in the military and who who probably can't frankly think of anything worse. But whatever industry they're in, you know, whether they're in, in property or whether they're in I don't know, cake baking, you know, that they, they, they are relentlessly chasing or pursuing a goal, whatever that goal is. And people like Hugh are, you know, just an amazing kind of testament to that spirit. Um, yeah, I, it sounds, sounds incredible. I, and, that, and, and yeah, exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, again, it's a tricky one because Hugh's, um, Got more experience than me in well in, in sort of every respect and so it, it you know it's not easy 
to because as as the host like there's a, you know there's a responsibility to to keep you know to to run things in an efficient manner and to do a, do a good job and stuff like that but like i say it's doing people justice and it's it's difficult to do justice to that to that much experience and um uh, uh well yeah and the experience itself um but, as a, but to, a, to a certain extent though mark it's impossible that's an impossible yeah, task yeah, yeah, yeah people like Stuart lancaster and, and hugh Keir, and i mean actually you know everyone it's very very difficult to 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 kind of capture their essence in a in a 30 minute to an hour long podcast you know when when they have got a whole life's worth of experiences that are almost certainly worth hearing you know yeah. it's and it's a, and it's a good try you know <laughs> people appreciate yeah, the effort. yeah definitely you've got to try and 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 here's the thing so say someone like Hugh Kerr you you listen to him and I and I hope that you know some young people or well any age but the th- the thing with you is he, he he with regards to joining the army and then joining the parachute regiment I just think people should consider that young young people of a certain disposition of which you know you and I are, are probably both within that kind of category if it like it's just flagging it up as an option like by the way there is an option here not not even necessarily the parachute regiment but the army in general and and whatever trade or core they go into there is an option here for something different that requires a lot of energy a lot of action a lot of movement um a lot of learning etc etc it's a different path that's again that's the aim of the podcast it's to say here is someone who not only has achieved extraordinary things once they were in the military but just remember that this is an option and you and maybe you should consider it i'm not saying people should definitely do it it's just consider it yeah i mean i am a huge advocate of the military i had a great time and i i I learned an enormous amount about myself and about other people and about the world and and you know and about everything um but at the same time i think i think it's also from 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 the way that you describe the people that you you're talking about you're actually trying to impart drive rather than rather than a specific path it's almost like saying to you know young people and you keep referring to them and you keep saying oh well actually this is for everyone which it is but you you're obviously in your mind kind of focused on younger people and it sounds to me like what you're trying to say is you know don't don't become a a social media cosseted anxious person go go and go and try and achieve whatever it is you want to try and achieve and that and it sounds to me like some of the you know the guests that you're interviewing are people who who would impart that same advice yes definitely but the reason young people are the natural focus because well because that's they're your formative years so at that point you're not you're not correcting something that you may have a decision that you've previously made but i really do think it applies to every single um age group really obviously the older you get the less so as you near retirement but how many the i guess the question is how many people change careers at different junctures it happens all the time people have to they make big decisions you know whether it's to um change change career stream and become a project manager or uh, take the leap into a customer facing role 
or I'm going to leave and start my own business or I'm going to jump ship and work for a charity because I want a greater sense of purpose and more alignment with my values. I, I just I think the principles are the same. So that's so that's that's why, yeah, I, I do kind of feel like it applies to everyone. Um, but yeah, without yeah. a doubt, it's, it's instilling that drive and finding out what you know, what you're what you're passionate about and what you want to um, what you want to dig deep and achieve. Because the reoccurring theme, you look at all of those people, Paul Mather, Stuart Lancaster, Hugh Keir, they have they have dug deep. They've got stuck in mm. um, which and, and that in itself, I think, you know, you, we were definitely advocate as a as a as a principle. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Get stuck in. I mean, do you want to do, do you want to talk about the podcast with me, or is that awkward? How do you do you want to do you want to do a quick pricey of what we discussed? Yeah, it's not awkward for me. Um, so yeah, I, the first thing I'd say is I am very very grateful to you for being episode number one. I'm very grateful, well, yeah, to everyone, but obviously, pleasure. yeah, you're episode one, so like very good to get out the starting blocks you know we're up and running and um yeah i think the the the, the sort of the, the the key things that really came across for me is well you mentioned it just now actually drive energy um i didn't we've known each other for a while uh, i didn't really need to do a podcast with you to know that um but what was interesting was this correlation between service and responsibility I didn't know that you seem slightly more carefree generally uh, than the picture that you then painted of, of, a, of, a, of a youngster who took their responsibilities quite seriously, um, who had this sense of service, which, um, which, you know, relates to a number of factors, your role in your family with your sister and uh, the importance that you placed on stuff at school. So I wasn't aware of that because you generally come across as as pretty carefree and lots of energy and get stuck in. So, so that's interesting, and I hope and I hope that that helps people, you know, because I, I think, like I said, when we did the the um, interview, the army was basically a a perfect fit for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so yeah, and then the challenge is because when you when you joined the army, you then had. A very intense experience which was which was documented brilliantly in the in the program our war which i would recommend everyone watches on um i think daily motion or youtube but yeah, i warn you once you start watching it you might as well write off the rest of the day because it's pretty good um but yeah that's a, an amazing program and it's just a testament to you and your soldiers um and everyone else involved um in terms of in terms of you know succeeding on operations and getting through it and the the challenge is when you then leave the army and this is so the, the something we haven't really touched on is people going through resettlement and leaving the military who are most most definitely in the target audience because again big decisions life decisions uh, big consequences generally and planning and the and the imp, imp, input of others is really important. So, yeah, the challenge is then leaving the army. And so, someone like you, who was perfectly suited to it, going overseas, uh, fighting, leading leading um, teams, 
with a with a with a real purpose, like a unbelievable purpose that your purpose can't really get any bigger than that. You know, we're fighting in order to win and survive. Um, is where do you go from there? And what's clear is that you you know you're driven to to serve again, in, and you, your aspiration is to be a member of parliament. And so that's that's great that you found that that purpose. And it's just a question of. Now it's just a question of making it a reality, I, I guess. Is that a fair three-minute summary? Yeah, I think that's an amazing three-minute summary. That's very kind. I mean, the funny thing is, that actually, when you were talking about um, responsibility and service, one of the things that has been frustrating me the most over the last few weeks is that I have um, tried to over and over again to volunteer in a hospital. Um, I'm obviously, you know, reasonably young and fit and healthy, and I'm in my flat in London on my own in central London and um, that that kind of that desire to serve and to take responsibility um, is not being satisfied at the moment and no matter which NHS trust I write to or which NHS fast track scheme I try to get on um, I'm just I'm just getting stonewalled and that is that is doing my head in and it's funny that um, you should sort of say Oh well, you come across very carefree, and then you, and then I also have this other element because actually I, I don't really think about that myself, but that that's really true. You know that that's that's you've hit the nail on the head with that. So yeah, it's interesting, and it's and it's nice to be able to speak to someone. It's almost like a kind of counselling session, I guess, where you can talk yeah. about yourself and how you feel, and they can kind of mirror that back to you, or maybe make some tentative judgments. Um, yeah. So I, I really enjoyed being on the podcast for that reason. Yeah, and that's the feedback that I've been getting so far, which obviously needs to be the number one aim. Otherwise, I'm not going to have many people to come on it. But interestingly, that's exactly what another guest who's coming up, which I'm very ex- excited about. I've recorded it. Um, it's I just need to um, edit it and tie everything together. So he he said afterwards he really enjoyed it and then sort of joked that it was like a, a therapy session. But yeah, so th- this guy... He was in the army, um, just like pretty much everyone else. And um, he left. And on day one of resettlement, he flew from the UK to Singapore and went on a 20,000 kilometer bike ride. Wow. That is punchy. Um, yeah. But this, you know, the story again of, of, of youth, the factors behind joining the army, a totally different background to you and, and Paul. Um, and just interesting interesting to hear how he achieved that and then went on just an incredible adventure which is inspirational um in every sense of the word but he yeah his feedback was similar um but yeah i'm really excited about that episode and again i think it was it was sort of progressively getting better in terms of how how i tie it together but yeah such so great and the key message with that with that one without you know there's there's a load of messages in it but if you have an urge to do something you've you've got to make it happen you know you've got to if it's reasonably possible do it make it happen um and yeah and he and he did and it changed his whole perspective on life and and you know what more can you ask for than that that's incredible i'm getting chills i'm I'm really looking forward to it so you've got that one in the pipeline have you got others have you have you got more people lined up or have you got any more to edit yep i've got um one more to edit and then several others in the pipeline which are happening 
uh, over the weekend and next week. Um, uh, one, so I'm trying to do stuff. I'm conscious of the situation that we're in at the moment, uh, sort of you know national level, and um, you know I think that anyone who is prone to anxiety or of a nervous disposition, this is a seriously concerning situation as it is for all of us. Um, so the aim of this particular episode is to try and help with that. And so I, I connected with a guy who's fairly local to where I live, who delivers leadership training, but he also delivers um, like mindfulness stuff, which I've heard of, but I wasn't familiar yeah. with. Um, and I, and, and I, I'm really happy with that episode again. It was great. It was a, um, a true professional. And so I'm so excited to release that. I'm going to try and do that as quickly as possible. And hopefully it will, even if it helps a couple of people, then I will be um, pleased. But yeah, so that was great. And then aside from that, um, I'm trying to pursue various different things. So there's a, a, a chap from the, the who was in the Navy and then went into cybersecurity. So that's great. Uh, someone who's the CEO of a charity, which again is a different perspective. Um, the focus is still quite military just because that's the nature of it. If That is my background. So when I reach out to those people, they, they're more accessible. Um, but like I said, and I can't stress enough, the aspiration is to cover as much as possible, all different backgrounds, um, not all men. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, just to, just to create stuff that adds as much value as possible. That's, that's the aim. Um, is there anything you want to say about the company as well? Because, of course, the, the podcast is is sort of connected loosely to your own security company. Yeah. So obviously we're in, we're in unusual times at the moment. So the, the, the company um, has had to adapt accordingly. And uh, but, yeah, I think the main thing I would say is that hopefully the podcast is a representation of our values as a company. And I aspire to build an organization that truly benefits the people that work for it um, and truly benefits the clients that we work with and establish more than just commercial relationships with people, really add value, establish trust um, and build something meaningful. That's, that's my aim. Fantastic. Well, go get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, James, Jimmy, thank you very much thank you very much for your time as ever it's always it's always a pleasure it's and, always a pleasure. Uh, these sort of podcast dis discussions are, are good are good fun because they're so different to normal life where you really like unpack things rather than just you know have a laugh and so on so it's 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 really good really do enjoy it and um thanks a lot for taking the time great no you're really welcome um i wish you all the the best of it over the weekend and the next couple of weeks with your uh, new guests and i look forward to listening to all of the podcasts we've discussed and the ones in the future um over the coming weeks brilliant thanks jimmy Take thanks care. very much mate speak soon bye bye, -bye.